Hey, my friend, it's Julie Clough here, your life and grief coach. Welcome to the Build a Life After Loss podcast. I'm thrilled to bring you uplifting grief support and hope for rebuilding your life one small step at a time. Our mission is to offer enduring hope, loving compassion, skilled support, and effective steps to healing after loss. Let's get started. Hello, my friends. Welcome to episode 143, Natural Limits. I have thought about this topic for a long time. In fact, I'm going to share a story with you of why this came up for me, why it became such a predominant thought in in my brain as I thought about the natural limits that we experience in life. First, I want to ask you, when, when something happens, when, do you notice how it strains a relationship? So when there's a weakness in a relationship and then there's additional stress, the, the additional stress can cause us to, the relationship to crack in those places where it was already weak or it will, it will, um, show our weaknesses, that the weaknesses that we have in the relationship will show up during stress. I certainly noticed this, my husband and I noticed this, uh, when we've gone through really difficult periods where I remember when my parents divorced, when, of course, when our kids died, that was like huge. Um, there were, there were just different periods of time, uh, with, there were, there were moments where, he was in the tech industry for for a lot of years, and there were he worked for a couple of companies that that didn't make it, and so you know we were without a job, and so the the money stress and wondering when the next job was going to come along and things like that, those those stressors can cause the weak parts of our relationships to show up. The same is true with your relationship with yourself. I know for myself, when I'm stressed or strained, my relationship with myself is strained. And why am I talking about a relationship with ourselves? Because natural limits, like understanding our natural limits and being okay with our natural limits, is all about the relationship we have with ourselves. We spend a lot of time, I know I have... I, most of the people I know, I don't know anybody that doesn't do this to some extent, but we do. We spend a lot of time proving we're okay, proving we're enough. And part of our proving is showing up in a certain way. It, it centers around all the activity. I, I listened to a, a video yesterday about feminine energy. And I know there's a lot of controversy right now over masculine versus feminine and are there differences, but I really resonated with what they were saying that feminine energy is about energy of being the energy of being. And, and like this idea of being has, has also been on my mind for a couple of years as I've gotten impressions that, that I need to focus on being more like, who am I being? What, what is my internal 
temperature, I guess. And masculine energy is all about doing. And so there's a balance in nature and life between the, the feminine and the masculine. But a lot of times when we're trying to, when we're feeling like we're not quite enough, we're trying to prove ourselves, we are very much in doing energy, like action, action, action. If I do one more thing, if I show up for this person, if I, you know, we could even call it people pleasing where somebody has expectations and we're trying to meet everybody's expectations. And a lot of times what we're doing is we're trying to meet what we think everybody else's expectations are may may not even be accurate. And it's never helpful to just operate in life from a place of trying to please people. But a a couple of years ago, I, I got sick. Um, I, I had a flare up of, um, of autoimmune. I've, I have autoimmune issues. I've, I've, I've experienced that over the years in various ways. Typically, it doesn't affect me. I don't have any real limitations because of it. But a couple of years ago, I got sick. And it really knocked me out. Like, really, really knocked me out for a time. It started out kind of like a flu. Like, I was dizzy. and It wasn't the thing that's going around. But I started out like dizzy and um, disoriented and I had a fever and then I started to experience this numbness in my body and it was just really weird, really freaky, pretty scary stuff. And then when that happened, and you know, I went to the doctor and got it all checked out and all that, but for two months, I had what you would describe as chronic fatigue. I literally just got out of bed long enough to do my coaching calls and then I'd go back to bed. I didn't do any extra. I took time off from the podcast. In fact, if you've been listening for a while, you've probably heard me talk about this period. It actually happened two weeks before my book launched. Like It couldn't have been the worst timing to feel so chronically fatigued. I did not have a lot of energy. I my limits were shrunk. So when I talk about natural limits, like our natural energy limits, we can't we can't humanly go through life with no sleep, right? We 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 have limits to the amount of time that we can spend awake and doing things. And we have needs that include sleep. Think about a bank. You can't withdraw more from the bank than you have in the bank. That's the natural limit of withdrawal. If you have $1,000 in the bank, you can't withdraw more than $1,000. If you have $50 at the bank, you can't withdraw more than $50. So think of your energy supply like money in the bank. It's like, this is what I have in my energy supply bank. And to try to, and we do this all the time. Like really think this last week, I'm, I'm doing it today. In fact, I'm up early recording a podcast. I have several coaching calls today. And then tonight I'm doing a coach training. I'm training other coaches on grief coaching 
and it's going to be a long day. And I can do that for one day. I'm excited about it. In fact, I have like lots of energy for it because I'm excited about it and it's going to be a great day. I love meeting with my clients. I love recording this podcast. I love doing trainings. Tomorrow I'm doing a training for the True Hope Club. Like that's, that is fun. It's fun for me to, that. that's my energy. My energy loves to share loves to discover new things, share it with other people. That's what I love. But if I did, if I held that schedule every day for a month or two months or three months, I would crash. I would crash probably, let's be real. I would crash after five days of that. (laughs) I, I recognize my natural limits. And sometimes I have to check in with myself and go, okay, wait a second. Let me look at my week. Am I, am I planning my week so that I have periods of rest? So I have periods where I can, where I have downtime, where I can just be, where I can just be with myself, where I can journal. I get up every morning and most mornings, I won't say every morning, but most mornings I get up and I, I journal and I, I, um, ask myself questions and I answer those questions and I reflect and we're, we tend to be, I find, and this is, this has been my quandary. This has been my question for the last several years as I have, developed more habits that include connecting with myself and creating more awareness and appreciation and love for myself because when because it's from that place of appreciation and love where I can take care of myself the best but there's always this question in the back of my mind and I imagine others mind when does that awareness cross the line and become self-centered and selfish. And and so those are the things that we get concerned about. Those are some of the things that keep us from being self-aware, from looking at our, our days and going, okay, wait a second. Am I doing this because I'm trying to prove something to someone? Am I doing it because I I I'm just trying to meet everybody else's expectations? Or am I doing it because this is truly who I am and what I'm here, the reason I'm here? And and know that we are all good enough. All this doing that we do to try to prove ourselves, all of this pushing past our natural limits, pushing past our life force energy, the energy that we have, for a day, for a week, depletes us and actually creates the cycle of not feeling like we're enough. It creates the cycle because we're always overdrawing. If we think about the bank, if we're always overdrawing, we never feel like we have enough. 
But if we, if we stay, if we recognize our natural limits, let me give you a really, um, per, you know, specific example of this, not only the bank, but can, is it possible? Now, now think about this for a second. Is it possible to work more than 24 hours in a day? Why not? Because there's only 24 hours in the day. <laughs> That's the reason. It's a natural limit. Your energy has a natural limit. And to be aware of that and to honor that, like create that connection with self to be aware, to look at your day before and say, okay, what went well, what didn't, what do I want to do differently? So if I, let, let's say I get to the end of this week, I have, I'm trying to think, I have three presentations. I did a podcast interview. I had client appointments. And of course I'm doing podcast recordings like I'm doing right now. If I get to my end of my week and I like exhausted and feel like, okay, instead of energizing. So when we do things that are connected to who we are and we we feel energized by that. And and I will I'm going to give you a caveat because in grief things shift and change and it's a perfect opportunity for us to become aware. Just like when I got sick a couple years ago, it was a perfect opportunity for me to reevaluate how I'm using my energy, what's really important, because my energy was had greater limits to it than it had before. When I wasn't chronically fatigued, I could work an eight-hour day or a six-hour day or a nine-hour day or whatever, right? I could do that. But when I was experiencing chronic fatigue, all of a sudden that window of energy shrunk. It shrunk down. And so then I had to choose, okay, where I was working, you know, had the capacity to work an eight hour day. Let's just use that as an example, where I had the capacity and the interest and the enthusiasm and the excitement for working an eight hour day. All of a sudden, I really had energy to work half of that and some days less than half of that. And I would literally get up, work, go back to bed. I mean, that's what it looked like. And that's not like me at all. I'm not, I I love, I'm just a naturally curious person. And so I tend to really want to dig into a lot of things. And so that was just not my normal way. So we have natural limits. So we have a 24 hours that's the natural limit to the day. We cannot work more than the hours that are in a day, in one day. Can't work more than 24 hours in one day. Can't be awake more than 24 hours in one day. We can't sleep more than 24 hours in one day because it's a natural limit. That's all there is. Then we have personal limits. Our personal limit is there is no way that I... I I don't have the capacity to work 24 hours. I, when I was in college, <laughs> there were times where, you know, we had exams and you stay up all night and you, you'd be up for 
30 hours or 36 hours because you'd be up all day, you'd stay up all night studying, and then you'd go take the, ex- the exams the next day. So you'd be up for hours. I don't have the capacity to do that anymore. And I have no interest in doing that. So I recognize my personal limits. I recognize what those are and I plan accordingly. And I'm checking in with my energy. I'm checking in to see, am I overdoing it? Am I trying to prove something? Am I trying to please somebody else's um, expectations? Or am I staying sustainable? Am I staying in this place of, of energy that's sustainable? Because just like driving your car, you know, you can only drive so many miles on your tank of gas and then you have to refill. Same thing with us. We can only, only be awake. We can only work. We can only sustain that for a certain amount of time before we need to rest. It's the way we're made. So it's checking in with that. So what happens when we're in grief is our capacity shrinks and it's okay. We are meant to slow down. We're meant to slow down in grief because it's part of the healing process. Just like being sick, I had to slow way down. Just like in grief, it's necessary to slow way down. So we see our personal limits shrinking. We see our energy, our capacity, the limits being narrower, less. We have less capacity, less energy. And then if we're not in a good place with who we are, then we start beating ourselves up because we have equated the amount of energy we have or our capacity to work or to get things done, our to-do list has become equivalent with our self-worth, with our enoughness. So we're enough if we can check off everything in our list, but if we can't, we're not. We have value if we can check off everything on our list, if we can work the eight-hour day, whatever it is, we don't have enoughness. Is that a word? Um, we don't have enoughness if, if we can't check all those things out. That's the way our brain works. So, so you get to go in and you get to tell your brain, look, I am enough just as I am. It doesn't matter how much energy I have. It doesn't matter how many things I can check off on my to-do list. It doesn't matter how many hours I can work in a day. I am enough. I have value. I am aware of my energy and I use it wisely. I appreciate and love myself. That's why it's so important to to really get involved in your self-talk. And this is, it's one of the reasons that I really focused in when we opened the True Hope Club last month. Our, you know, our first couple of weeks, we spent a lot of time talking about how we can establish or reestablish a good relationship with ourselves. Because that gives you strength. When you have a good relationship with yourself, it gives you strength to, to handle the day as difficult or painful or 
unexpected things can happen, your your centeredness, your ability to talk nicely to yourself, to give yourself grace, to show self-compassion, to even understand what that is, even for a few minutes a day, makes a huge difference. It really does. And and again, I think we get concerned, are we being selfish or self-centered to pay attention to our own needs? But in fact, if we don't pay attention to our own needs, if we don't work within the allotted energy that we have, be that natural limits or personal limits or you know just our energy limits, then we are depleting ourselves and it's not sustainable. And it's it's makes it so much harder to to be in grief, to feel it feel the healing effects of grief. There are healing effects of grief. There are healing effects of slowing down, slowing everything down. And we miss out on those benefits if we're beating ourselves up for grieving or for slowing down. So I invite you this week, today, to consider where you can slow down, where you can give yourself grace, where you can take care of your energy and offer yourself more compassion. I promise this will help you It'll help you in your day. It will help you in your healing efforts. It truly will. Okay, quick reminder to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast to help us spread hope. And join us on Facebook and Instagram at Build a Life After Loss. But most importantly, I invite you to try out the True Hope Club today because grief is hard. It's lonely. It's confusing. It's exhausting. You need a place to go. You need a place to go where it doesn't feel so lonely, where where you you learn things that help it feel less confusing and where you can get the support to do the hard. So wherever you find yourself in grief, we invite you to come for some encouraging support and find help to build your understanding and your strength and and a place to work on your desire to feel better, to start feeling better. Start feeling better today and you can join the two free weeks in the True Hope Club. Go to buildalifeafterloss.com slash join, J-O-I-N. Buildalifeafterloss.com slash join. We'll see you there. Hey, love you. Bye.